What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have not a daughter with a daughter. We could switch to Progressa da. Oh yeah. We could switch to Progressa and Sa. Mkaw. We could Sa enough to buy some Za. Oh yeah. Let's switch to Progressa da and get some Za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote da da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Hello and welcome guys. It's time for this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. You know Kunal frankly, I thought that in this off season we'd have like this lean period and we would struggle to find topics and you know what to talk about. But actually the case has been completely opposite. There's just so much to talk about. Yes, there is actually so much to talk about that we have been stacking up ideas because this season we're trying to limit the length of our podcasts to 15 17 maybe 18 minutes because that's what the analytics is guiding us to do so we have all these statisticians who tell us that people tend to stay in longer if we record shorter so i still don't get the logic of that but uh, apart from that i think uh, formula 1 is soon going to follow suit as well and uh, work on different race formats to keep the attention span lacking millennials in attention Yeah and you know race formats or not formula 1 has agreed to bodywork changes for 2019 and apparently this is for better sponsor logo visibility so <laughs> i don't know what to say well i am actually pissed off because yeah. for years and for actually a lot of years fans have been wanting changes to the cars uh for improving the racing spectacle but no it's only when the sponsors ask for changes do they actually end up happening and hey guess what like sponsors fans pay for formula 1 as well and we know that we pay a lot for formula 1 and can i let me add so lance stroll sergi sorotkin marcus erickson pay for formula 1 too <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll tell you what's free though the inside line formula 1 podcast every single week So remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, Audio Boom and whatever audio platform that you prefer for listening to your podcast. We will definitely be there. And uh, by the way, we have a new partner to announce. Uh, we have onboarded uh, iForsports. So here's a big welcome to their readers and their subscribers and we really hope that you love our content as well. Yeah, and that reminds me, I read that Formula 1 is going to debut live streaming services in 2018. Unfortunately, it's only going to be in five countries: Germany, France, Mexico, the Netherlands, and the USA. Well, it's at least <laughs> in five countries. I mean, in seventeen, it was in zero countries. It's so. a bit sad. <laughs> I can imagine by the end of eighteen, Formula One will release a report which will say how well they've done on live streaming. It's pretty similar to what they did on social media reporting <laughs> as well but and you know the good news is they're going to tap into the markets uh, for Sebastian Vettel for Sergio Perez for Max Verstappen you know Germany Mexico and the Netherlands respectively obviously the Hamilton fans are not going to be pleased and they're going to complain about it but too bad <laughs> they complain all the time don't they ouch. like like Lewis Hamilton ouch, does but ouch. guess what they're not going to be alone because ferrari and ferrari's fans in italy was uh, italy are going to complain as well but uh, like i said before uh, i am glad that formula 1 will finally have their own live streaming service 
I remember MotoGP has had one for nearly a decade, if I'm not mistaken. So in Formula One's case, it's a case of better late than never. I was going to say that uh, Haas's fans in the US, they are going to be very pleased as well. And then I realized that probably after the statements they've been making about American drivers, they probably don't have any fans left in America. <laughs> A-side anyway. <laughs> well, uh, the introduction of this live streaming service uh, is definitely going to disrupt the existing business model of Formula One, which is to do with broadcast contracts, which is where Formula One makes a lot of money. But Formula One's not alone in this situation because every other sporting league in the world has been here and they have found a coexisting solution. So what Formula One is out to do is actually something that's been tried and tested many years ago by a lot of popular sports leagues. So basically, we're starting the 2018 Formula One season with good news about the sport. Kunal, I can't believe it. Like, pinch me, is this real? <laughs> And also the much-awaited list of cities that will host the Formula One live events. That's finally out and on the list there's Marseille, Berlin, Miami, Milan and Shanghai. And I mean obviously these events are not going to be as big as the event held in London, the inaugural event. There won't be as many cars and I think basically this could mean that Lewis Hamilton could get away you know, not attending any of these events and partying instead. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, great marketing already, but... <laughs> well, uh, Hamilton missed his first Formula One event of 2018 already. Luckily for him, it was a sponsor event, so no points were lost to Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's one guy who doesn't care about the, the sponsors paying for the spot. <laughs> Be cool like Lewis Hamilton, guys. Well. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Hamilton's best friend or, you know, like his former best friend, Nico Rosberg, has indicated that he could make a comeback to Formula One. And that's if the sport decides to go racing in South Africa or Las Vegas. It's a very specific comeback request. Wow. And I just don't understand why Nico Rosberg is so interested in patching up with Lewis Hamilton. It's weird. Well, that's to stay in the news, I guess, right? I mean, he is now... A former, former world champion, as we call it. But He's a retired <laughs> old man. <laughs> uh, by the way, we had actually recorded a podcast many years ago about a Grand Prix in Las Vegas and how pole position would or could have a new meaning altogether if Formula One did race on the strip in Las Vegas. So I'm actually going to share a link to that episode as well. So remember to check it out in the description. And I promise you a lot of laughs uh, like always. That was a very cheeky episode, I remember. Kunal, I have to share some great news. So, Kimi Raikkonen has finally won a race. And it was on ice. Uh, I think the only disclaimer is that the race was against some Ferrari fans. But still, you know, he won a race. It's a good start to the 2018 preparations. And I'm wondering if Kimi Raikkonen has forgotten how it feels to win a Grand Prix. So, you know, maybe he'll get into the habit of winning all over again. Well, uh, let's hope he gets to win at least one race in 2018 before possibly retiring. Do you remember him winning the lawnmower race? <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of readers uh, actually wrote asking if Charles Leclerc would be considered as Raikkonen's replacement in 2019. The answer actually is my answer, which is I really hope he is. 
I hope that uh, Ferrari are able to do a Red Bull racing in this case. But, uh, of course, it also depends on what Leclerc is going to be able to perform in 2018. And, of course, everyone is now going to uh, wonder when the next Max Verstappen is going to be seen. Yeah, and if, if ever at all, actually. So, some more about Ferrari. After tying up Alfa Romeo with Sauber, so apparently Ferrari is now eyeing a Maserati tie-up with Haas. And all of this while they're still issuing quit threats. It's very strange. I'll tell you, if that's not funny, what I find funnier. Mercedes has said that the Alfa Romeo Sauber tie-up is actually a threat to Mercedes. Toto Wolff has actually said these words. <laughs> it's very weird. And Toto, but from what angle do you think that this could be a threat to Mercedes? I mean, is it because of the technology exchange? Is it because of the opportunity for young drivers? Or is it just that your PR machinery wanted to, you know, churn out a funny positive story about Mercedes and Formula One? And that's what you asked them to do or that's what you told them to do. Yeah, I mean, it's all really strange, all this PR machinery out there. But interestingly, Mercedes also has the opportunity to exploit similar partnerships with their customers, basically force India and Williams. And it could well be that Formula One becomes a Ferrari versus Mercedes battleground, you know. That's a very interesting thought. Yeah, and just that's so interesting that uh, it is going to tilt the politics of the sport in favor of Ferrari and Mercedes even more so if it ever happens. And it might just scare a lot of other manufacturers from entering the sport, the way I see it. Yeah, let's see how that goes. I'm also wondering, Kunal, do you have an answer? What is with the 22nd of February? I don't know. Is it a really auspicious date, you know, like divinely ordained or something? (laughs) Because both Ferrari and Mercedes said that they would be revealing their 2018 cars on this same date. And I'm happy that they've actually collaborated because otherwise they would have been fighting about who launches their car at which hour and who goes first and all of that. But thank you for not putting us through that. Yeah, and imagine fans could have actually or would have actually had to choose whose live stream to watch first. (laughs) But uh, guys, remember, irrespective of whoever launches whichever car first, the car that will actually line up on the grid in Australia will be completely different. Uh, car launches are to showcase livery and new sponsors and if there's a new driver lineup, but never to showcase new bodywork parts. So just keep this in mind. So Mercedes has gone and said that they want to win in Formula One with the smallest possible margins. And to me, honestly, this just seems like another stupid PR statement because I am sure that they're relishing beating Ferrari black and blue and red and every other color. And uh, on track, obviously, and in the showrooms. And that's what makes them thrive, obviously. This actually reminds me of what Max Verstappen said uh, last season. He said he wanted to dominate Formula One the way Lewis Hamilton had dominated. uh, And, uh, well, at least he was being honest, even though that's not what fans would ever want to see. So, on to Haas Formula One. They have been in the news for all the wrong reasons. And I'm going to find one more wrong reason to talk about them. So Haas has said that they may have switched focus to their 2018 car way too early last season. So I'm really going to watch out for how well your cars do, Mr. Haas. And and if they're going to go the Force India way or maybe the Williams way. Yeah, so Kevin Magnussen actually thinks that Haas is on Force India's trajectory. And no words, like no words. So <laughs> del- delusional, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's actually like aiming for the moon so you at least get to the stars or whatever. I've heard a similar phrase to that at some point of time. So Romain Grosjean wants to race in Formula 1 till he's 40 years old. Well, Romain, more points and less spins and crashes will definitely help your cause. It's such a strange goal, you know. It, 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 ideally, it should have been like, I'll race in Formula 1 till I win or keep winning or no. It's like an age-driven thing. It's very strange. Like, so many strange stories actually on our podcast. But come to think of it, maybe Haas is where Kubica should have been, you know, for his talks for 2018. Because a team like theirs is actually what could have benefited from Kubica's talent and experience. Though I believe that every team could benefit from Robert Kubica, but maybe not all teams recognize that. I agree, and uh, even more so after Williams said that Kubica needs to earn his seat in 2019. And if you use the word earn as a verb when it comes to a Formula 1 seat, and especially if you're Williams, we all know what you could possibly mean out there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, talking of another uh, former world champion team, which is probably lost its way in Formula 1 is McLaren. So they have set up a business advisory board, a list of board members uh, that's actually envious. And uh, frankly, I think they need a racing advisory board before putting uh, any other board in place. It just sounds so corporate, doesn't it? But what's surprising to me is that Fernando Alonso is not on the business advisory board. (laughs) I thought he would have been like the chairperson or something. (laughs) Looking at the extent to which McLaren has gone, you know, just to keep Fernando Alonso happy, I thought he would have definitely been on their board, you know. (laughs) By the way, McLaren revealed last week that the gap between Stoffel Van Doorn and uh, Fernando Alonso in 2017 was actually down to their cars and that Alonso had the better car. Yeah, I mean, basically, Van Doorn had the worst of chassis and a terrible engine. I mean... And obviously not as much talent as Alonso. <laughs> so basically he got the raw deal on every account. Yeah, I guess that's the deal you get if you were to become Fernando Alonso's teammate. And that reminds me. So Fernando Alonso will be drawing a cool $30 million. I had to like do a double take when I read that number. And this is for 2018 unconfirmed reports. But wow. <laughs> yeah, so between all the 20 drivers, there's a... GDP of a small third world country or a developing nation being spent. Can you imagine? Yeah. And uh, But there are some anomalies that I remember reading in this report. So Kimi Raikkonen is going to earn $40 million to play wingman to Sebastian Vettel. And the worst of it, Stoffel Van Doon is actually going to earn more money than Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, and Verstappen is also earning more than Ricciardo. I mean, if I were Ricciardo, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean, just for his attitude, Ricciardo should be given a coolness bonus by Red Bull Racing and maybe even Formula One. <laughs> I think that's the bonus that Kimi Raikkonen got to get to 40 million. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, your favorite driver, Kunal, Marcus Eriksson. So he's in his fourth season in Formula One and still he will be paid only half a million dollars. Well... Since you brought up Marcus Ericsson, I read the I read the strangest piece of news. So Ericsson thinks that the Alfa Romeo uh, Sauber tie-up is his big chance in Formula One, and 
uh, I don't understand a big chance for what? Uh, does he mean for finally scoring a point? <laughs> Maybe he's been reading the Mercedes PR talk that, uh, you know, that Alfa Romeo tie up with Sauber is a threat to them. So he's like floating. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was also shocked to read about Carlos Sainz's earnings. So a quarter of a million dollars only? Yeah, I mean... Like, we, we're talking like we make all the money in the world, but like only? Yeah, Seriously? Can you imagine a driver of Carlos Sainz Jr.'s caliber and he's making such little money? In fact, money lesser than Esteban Ocon. So something does seem off with that report. But kudos to Carlos Sainz Sr. for winning his second Dakar rally and that too at the age of 55. And uh, I'm sure he's probably made more money in Dakar than his son will do all season long in Formula 1. <laughs> Ouch. I also read that Carlos Sainz will be driving the VIP course car at the Monte Carlo rally. And this is in the end of January. It's really good to see how these Formula 1 drivers are racing in other forms of motorsport in the off season. I really like it. Yes, uh, Liberty Media is thankfully allowing that because if we were in the Bernie Ecclestone era, none of this would have been allowed and permitted. But finally, after forcing drivers to be fit at size zero measurements, Formula One will be kinder to them in 2019. So the minimum driver weight might just be raised to 80 kilograms. This is yet to be confirmed. And uh, all these increase in uh, sizes while we've been asked to reduce our maximum record time of the Inside Line F1 podcast. So we're going to be quarter of an hour or just thereabouts. Ah, but we will pack in the same punch, Kunal. Yes. <laughs> Cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> yes, on that note, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We will see you next week. Until then, keep laughing, keep racing and be safe. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.